all their preaching escapades. God bless you. Amen. Luke chapter 13 and verse 29. The Bible says, And they shall come from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south and shall sit down in the kingdom of God. Skipping over, we're going to go to the book of Ezekiel, uh, verse, chapter 47 and verse number 1. Ezekiel 47 and 1, in Jesus' name. The Bible says, Afterward he brought me again unto the door of the house, and behold, waters issues forth out from underneath the threshold of the house eastward. For the forefront of the house stood toward east, and the waters came down from under the right side of the house at the south side of the altar. Then brought he me out of the way of the gate northward, and he led me about the way without unto the utter gate by the way that looketh eastward. And behold, there ran out waters on the right side. And when the man that had the line in his hand went forth eastward, he measured a thousand cubits, and he brought me through the waters, and the waters were to the ankles. Again, he measured a thousand, and he brought me through the waters, and the water were to the knees. Again, he measured a thousand, and brought me through, and the waters were to the loins. Afterward, he measured a thousand, and it was a river that I could not pass over, for the waters were risen waters to swim in, a river that could not be passed over. Hallelujah. The waters were issuing south side of the altar. And I want to talk and teach, preach to us here tonight about the compass, the compass. Would you set down your Bibles and let's pray all across this building. Come on, would you lift up your voice and pray with us here tonight? God, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for direction. We thank you, Lord, that you are consistently giving us words. Hallelujah. We give you glory and honor and praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody give him praise here tonight. Hallelujah, Lord. We give you glory. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. In Jesus' name. The compass. I felt impressed a couple weeks ago before our business meeting to start talking about navigation and some things that are necessities to navigating. And, and last time that we spoke about this, I preached or taught about the map. And to say it very plainly, without a map, you cannot find out where you are. You also cannot find out your destination without a map. You've got to have something that shows you some, uh, some landmarks. There's got to be some things that you can orient yourself around and recognize where I am and where I need to be. And we preached last time about the Word of God. The Bible itself is our map. Amen. The great thing about the map is that it does not shift and it does not change. Somebody said amen. Hallelujah. 
If the map changed, then our destination would be uncertain. But because heaven and earth can pass away, but his word will never pass away, we've got a surety, we've got a blessed assurance that we can follow the word of God and we can find our way to this place called heaven. Hallelujah. It is in this map that you can find the only route, the only way to be saved. That is repentance of your sins, water baptism by immersion in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission, the washing away of your sins, and the infilling of the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. I want to tell you there's a whole lot of denominations out there that would say there's many ways to God, other religions that would say there's many ways to God, but when I look at the map I find there's only one way Jesus would say I am the way the truth and the life somebody give that God great praise hallelujah Hallelujah. that word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path it is it is the map nobody would change the map if they knew that X marked the spot They would not decide that we're going to dig somewhere else. We're going to try somewhere else. When you find the treasure map, you hold on to it. Amen. David would say it this way. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. What David is saying is I have found the map. I have found the treasure map. And as long as I can keep that thing deep down on the inside of my heart, it's when my foot would not well slipped, I could get a hold of your word and I could could begin to follow step by step what your word says that the that the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord somebody give him praise here tonight hallelujah because we're all navigating every person in this entire world is navigating we are navigating our way to a place called heaven amen we are trying to find ourselves in our opening text The Bible says they're going to come from the north and the south and the east and the west. And they're going to sit down in the kingdom of God. That lets me know two things. Number one, the destination is just singular. Hallelujah. There's not different destinations for different groups of people. Amen. It doesn't matter what your what your native tongue is, uh, what your what country of origin you come from. Uh, amen. It does not matter the color of your skin or the content of your character. Let me tell you somebody, when you get a hold of the map, uh, you're going to sit down in the kingdom of God. Uh, you're not going to find yourself in another place. That's why the church ought to have unity because we're all going to the same destination. We're all headed towards the kingdom of God. There is only one Lord, one faith, one baptism. That map lets me know it. But the second thing that it lets me know is that people are going to come from different, different areas. Hallelujah. Different backgrounds, different heritages, different bloodlines. People are going to come from everywhere. Amen. They're going to come from different denominations, come from different religions. But every person, regardless of where they come from, they're going to have to come into this. Hallelujah. You can come be a Baptist all your life, be a good old Baptist. But I'm going to tell you, before it's all said and done, you've got to be baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. Because you got to come to the kingdom of God. You might have been raised a Catholic uh, and rubbed your rosary beads, but before it's all said and done, uh, you're going to have to bow your name, your knee to the only living God. Uh, his name is Jesus. Uh, and you're going to have to repent of your sins, be baptized in Jesus' name, and filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, you might have been raised a Buddhist, uh, and you might think that you can rub the belly of a statue, uh, but I come to tell you before it's all said and done, uh, you're going to have to be baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, come on, somebody. There's only one way. 
We've got to navigate our way. And in order to do that, God has given us 66 books. For those that would say, well, it's not really that important. Let it collect dust on my nightstand. I want to help you. Make sure you grab this book and you ingest it. Hallelujah. Because, because this book has, has been the cause of many wars and not because of what's written in this book. Amen. It's been by people that have been trying to destroy this word. There's people, uh, I don't know why it is, but they want to destroy this word. Uh, but those, those entire nations are gone, uh, but this map remains. Hallelujah. Amen. But I preach to you about the map and how it's a necessity. You're going to navigate your way to heaven. You can't do it by uh, just saying, well, I, you know, there's, there's a, whole, a whole current model. It's been around for a long time. There's nothing new under the sun. But uh, where people just stick their finger in there and they get, they get the next wind of God and all of a sudden people can bark like dogs and, and they've got a word from the Lord. Amen. I want you to know that there's safety in the map. Because it is in here that you can begin to find, amen, what really is in the Word of God and what is not in the Word of God. The Bible says that if we're not careful, we will be blown around by every wind of doctrine and the cunning craftiness of other people. Amen. I want to be somebody that's got the Word of God so much in my mind, it got down in my heart. And nobody can trick me. Nobody can lie to me. Hallelujah. But there is something else I want to talk about tonight. I want to talk about the compass. The earliest reference to a compass was being used in 200 B.C. in China. The compass is very simple. I won't go into a lot of history to bore you. You can read about it at another time yourself. Uh, just go to a history class and you'll find it. But there, are some, there is a primary purpose for a compass. It is to show you the right direction. You can have a map, and the map is good. you got to have that. I already preached about that, and I believe it. But it is that compass that when you set it on your map, amen, it will begin to orient you, and it will help you figure out uh, what direction uh, you are facing because uh, whatever direction you're facing uh, is the direction that you'll head to. Uh, there was a man in the Bible by the name of Lot, uh, and his direction was towards Sodom. Uh, and just simply pointing his life and, and pointing his compass uh, towards the wrong things ended him up. Up. Amen. Sitting in the gate. Can I preach to somebody? Your direction matters. Where you're headed matters. How you live matters. Amen. Where you're headed to right now matters. The way you live your life right now matters. Because your direction right now will determine your destination later. you got to make sure that you align yourself to the right direction. Oh, somebody give him praise here tonight. Let's lift up our hands and let's pray. But the primary, the primary purpose of a compass is to show you true north. It is so you can know what direction is north. So if you need to head south, you can. If you need to head east or west, you're able to. Because as soon as you know where north is, you can find the rest of it out. Just fine. You can navigate your way accordingly. True north, the magnetic compass will always point you towards true north. Regardless of where you are, it will not change its designation. 
That compass's job is to work with the magnetic fields here on earth. And it will always point you in the right direction. Amen. This has become a common phrase in our generation. Go out and find your true north. Amen. But they've taken a phrase where it is it is unchanging. And it's the same for everybody. And they've started saying it can be personalized. Where you can go find your true self and find your true north. But I want to help you here today uh, that this compass itself uh, does not change. Uh, what is right is still right. Uh, what was wrong 50 years ago is still What's up is up. What's down is down. The compass will never lie to you. Don't change that either. If you wouldn't change the map, don't change your compass or your direction finder. you got to know what the right way is. And my Bible says walk therein. you got to know the right path and walk in it. Oh, somebody give him praise. Hallelujah. I've got to preach this because we've got to be careful. There's a generation out there that will say you can go out and seek and find your truth. I want to help you today. There isn't your truth. There is only the truth. It isn't a personalized thing, and it's not to offend nobody. But there's only one way, and you've got to walk in it. Come on, if you know that there's only one path, if you ever get off that path, you can open up your compass and find your way back to the right area. Oh, somebody give them a great praise here tonight. I didn't come to preach for a long time, but I've come to help somebody. Don't change this direction. Don't change this direction. Hallelujah. There's people out there that say, go find your true self. I could tell you, you're going to have to get a hold of the compass to find your true self. Hallelujah. You got to get a hold of, you got to get a hold of the compass. Amen. In order to find out the right direction for your life. Amen. The compass is secondary use is for paths that have not yet been traveled. Places where cartographers have not yet been. This is for those that are breaking trail. They're going where no man has gone before. Amen. For the places and the times that have not yet been mapped out. I know what, the, what, what Solomon would say in his, in his uh, very cynical end-of-life writings in, in Ecclesiastes uh, that there is nothing new under the sun. And though I understand that and I don't disagree with the Word of God, I do believe that there are differences in generations and there are new ways and there are new things that are coming about us. Amen. The Bible says there's many new devices. Amen. And, and, and there's times uh, where I'd love to open up the scripture that says, uh, thou shalt not smoke. I'd love to open up the scripture that says, thou shalt not smoke, uh, amen, whether it's marijuana or tobacco. I'd love to find the verse that says, thou shalt not watch television. But I can't find the verse in there, and neither can you. I'd love to find the verse that says, we don't believe in organized sports, uh, amen, directly in one verse, word for word, but I can't find it. That's when you need a compass. That compass where you can break trail and you can say, I, 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 I'm not getting rid of the map. I'm not letting go of what this word says. I'm holding on to it. I see its principles. I see its precepts. I can pull up some verses for the very things that I mentioned. But when I have that and the compass, I can make sure that I never get lost. I can make sure that I, oh, hallelujah. 
Come on. We're navigating in a generation that's got more devices than we know what to do with. We're navigating in a generation that's lost their ever-loving mind. We're navigating in a generation that doesn't know what male and female is. I'm not here to offend anybody. We're navigating in a generation that doesn't know, amen, that God created them male and female. And now you can, and, and when you ask people what, how many genders are there, they'll tell you, well, there's an innumerable number. Last time I checked, it was an X and a Y chromosome that made the difference. And that was science, not Bible. But now there's not even any of that. They don't care what science has to say about that. This is how far off our generation has gotten. And if they will go off on such simple truths like gender, where else will they go off? In this generation, uh, we've got to have a compass. Uh, we've got to have something that says, go this way, uh, turn that way. Uh, amen. You've got to have it in your life. Amen. The Bible says that there was a man by the name of Abraham that was breaking trail. He was looking for a city whose builder and maker was God, a city that hath foundations. And everywhere that he went, there was no city that would match up with that. Everywhere he traveled, amen, it was something that had never been traveled before. Amen, everywhere that his foot stepped, the Bible says that God was going to give it to him for an inheritance. Amen, but this Abraham just kept walking with God, walking with God, walking with God, and looking for this city. How does a man find a city when he doesn't have a map? How does a man find the will of God when he doesn't have a map in front of him? I'll tell you what it is. There's a theme that's throughout the life of Abraham. There's a theme throughout the life of Isaac. There's a theme throughout the life of Jacob. And there's a theme throughout the rest of your Bible that everywhere Abraham went when he did not know where to go, my Bible says that Abraham built an altar to the Lord. Come on, somebody lift up your hands and pray. Come on, when you're breaking trail in a new generation, you got to have an altar. you got to have a compass. It'll give you your direction. Oh, somebody pray. Come on, for just a few moments. Come on, somebody pray in the name of Jesus. Come on. You're going to be traveling some places others have not been. You're going to go places others have not been. You're going to have to have an altar. It is there in Genesis 13 and 14 that the Lord said unto Abraham, after Lot was separated from him, Lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. This is a prophetic moment for Abraham. It is in this moment, Jesus later quotes it in our text here tonight, that from this place, this place of, of God's kingdom, they're going to come from the north, from the south, from the east, and from the west, and they will sit down on the kingdom of God, because according to faith, we've all become the sons and the children of Abraham by faith, hallelujah, but it is in this moment where Abraham has separated himself from Lot, a man that has made up his own direction, somehow fashioned himself a compass according to whatever he thought was best, and he made his way down to Sodom and Gomorrah, but the moment that Abraham disconnected it from 
somebody that was taking them off the right path and leading them away from the word, the ways of God. Even the moment he disconnected, he began to talk with God. There was an altar moment. There was a prayer meeting moment. And it was in this place that God began to tell him, I want you to look around. It was in this moment of prayer that God started giving him a direction. It was in this moment of prayer that God said, you can look north. That's north, son. You can look south. That's south. East, west. I'll tell you what. When you have an altar, you have direction. When you have a prayer life, you got direction. I wish I had some help on a Wednesday night. You can't get direction without an altar. You can't have direction without a prayer life. You're going to have to hit your knees. You're going to have to bow the knee and pray. Humble yourself and pray. And God will say north is there. South is there. This is the direction for ARC. Can I preach to somebody? It comes from the altar. Somebody lift up your voice and magnify him. Come on, let's lift up our voice and let's pray. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost. Church, our direction didn't come from from the, the, the news channels. Our direction didn't come from politics. Our direction didn't come from entertainment or Hollywood. Our direction comes from prayer. Our direction comes from the altar. Our compass is in an altar. Let's stand all across the building and lift up our hands. Come on, let's pray. Come on, there's too many people trying to find direction in this world without a prayer life. Trying to make up their best decision. But that's the best it is. It's just your best guess. But I don't want to have a best guess. I only got one run around this world. And I want to make it my best before eternity. I don't want to guess. Somebody pray. (laughs) Come on, somebody pray. Come on, you need an altar. I need an altar. Everyone in the church needs an altar. Every sinner and saint needs an altar. We've got to have it. Ezekiel 47, sorry, 45. He brings a prophet to the house of God, elder. And as he comes in the door, he sees waters coming out. He gets through the next doors. There's more water coming. And he sees the altar where the water is coming from. That's another message for another time. Where your sustenance comes from ain't from this world. Come on. Hallelujah. What hydrates you is not from your cell phone. It comes from the altar. But that water began to proceed out from that altar. Direction started being made from that altar. You see, that altar was always placed, whether it be the tabernacle or whether it be whether it be the 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 temple everything revolved around it the tribes on the east they knew they were on the east because the altar was in the middle 
Tribes on the north knew they were on the north because of where the altar was located. But when people start moving the altar out of the middle of their life and they stop moving prayer out of their life, they start making guesses and they start saying, well, maybe this is the will of God. Lick their finger and put it up in the air and they start moving with every wind. Today's a bad day, so I'm going to go over here and I'm going to drink a little. And this day's not going so great, so I'm going to go over here. Maybe I'm finally good. I don't need to pray anymore. You move that altar. You start moving your compass. You start moving direction. Because all direction comes from that altar. Every bit of water proceeded north, south, east, west was coming uh, from that altar. We preach about it all the time, but those waters uh, that were to the ankles, to the knees, uh, up to the waist, and then waters to swim in. Uh, we like to preach about the depths of God. But can I tell you where the depths start? Uh, they started at the altar. We'll never have a deep church without a praying church. We'll never have deep moves of God where we can just swim in it. We'll just be ankle deep until we get an altar in the right place. Let's lift up our hands and let's pray. Come on, sir, ma'am. You're not going to navigate your way in this world properly without a compass called the altar, without a compass called prayer. You're going to have to have moments where you don't know what to do, and you hit your knees and pray, and God begins to speak to you, Abraham, that way's north, that way's south, that way's east and west. It's God. I'm done preaching. Would you like to make your way to this? altar church don't ever miss an opportunity to go to the altar when you're off kilter when you're out of direction when you don't know what to do you can always come to this altar other churches have made it a stage but it's an altar when you don't know what to do, you can hit your knees and pray, and God can begin to give you direction. When you don't know what to do, you can, ex you can go and inquire of the compass and say, Lord, I don't know what direction I'm supposed to go right now. I'm a little bit confused. And you can hit your knees and pray, and God can give you direction. You can go to the altar, and God can give you direction for your marriage. You can go to the altar, and God can give you direction for your business. You can go to the altar, and God will give you direction for your ministry. You can go to the altar and God can give you direction for your kids. You can go to the altar and God will give you direction for your church. Somebody pray in the name of Jesus. I'm done preaching. Let's take hold of this, this opportunity. They that wait at the altar are partakers with the altar. Just about every verse and every chapter of book in the Bible has something to do with an altar. Every book of the Bible has an altar in it. Let's turn this into a prayer meeting tonight. There's some folks that you've had questions about your direction, but tonight when you pray, God can give you direction. There's some folks that didn't know what right direction to go, but if you pray, God will give you the right direction. If you hit your knees, God will tell you who to marry. If you hit your knees, God will tell you where to go. If you hit your knees, God will tell you what to do.
Come on, somebody pray in the name of Jesus. Right now is an opportunity for you to get a hold of God and get direction. It's not time to make up your own decisions and just, just flip the dice, flip the coin. You gotta pray. You gotta pray. You gotta pray. church let's pray let's have a prayer meeting let's have a prayer meeting right now in the name of Jesus hallelujah hallelujah we, we need to have a prayer meeting right now where some folks get some direction in the name of Jesus come on come on direction didn't come from your family members direction didn't come from other people you gotta have to hit your knees and pray it's not somebody else's walk with God that's going to give you direction. It's when you hit your knees and pray. It's when you begin to call on the Lord your God that God begins to give you direction. Come on, it's at that altar you can encounter God. It's at that altar you can get forgiveness. It's at that altar you can change the direction of your eternity. It's at that altar you can change the direction of everything. Somebody pray.
Come on, that's it for just a few more moments. Let's pray. Let that be your prayer. God, I don't ever want this altar to stop. I don't ever want this prayer meeting in my life to stop. I don't ever want to throw the compass away. I want to get my direction from you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for an opportunity to come into your house to gather together in one place, in one accord. Lord, we want to make sure that our altars, our altars are not something to be disposed of. Our prayer lives are not something to just be thrown away. But Lord, more and more, God, when I need direction, when I need healing, when I need forgiveness, I want to run to that altar. I want to make myself a place at that altar, Jesus. Pray for each and every individual in this church, God, that the altar would be the central focal point of their life, the centerpiece, God, where every directional thing that we do, our careers are surrounded by that altar. We got the altar in the middle, and everything else is on the outside. We seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these other things are added unto us. When there's those that don't know where they're going or what's going on, uh, remind us daily that we have an altar, a place where we can go and get direction in the wonderful name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you want to keep praying, you're welcome to keep praying. Amen. Let's remember Sunday service, 1 o'clock for prayer, 1.30 for service. God bless you in Jesus' name.